listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Alive Again on Pet Life Radio. I want to thank all of our old friends that are joining us and you new listeners. Come on down. We're in for an adventure today. My name is Brent Atwater and we have two show segments so you won't get bored. We vary them each week. One is about medical intuition and I'm an animal medical intuitive. So I look inside your pet's body and I answer your questions about your animal's health. The second segment of the show, or vice versa, is our pet reincarnation section. And I've been researching it for about 16 years, have written about four books, and we have your question and answers in addition to extra information so that we can help you heal from pet loss and create and inspire hope in your heart. Today's episode is going to be about feline cachexia. That's right, cachexia. I actually pronounced it correctly. My cat was wasting away and getting thin, 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 so I had to learn why. And this show is about that. So first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. We'll transport back into the metaphysical right after these earthly words from our sponsors. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code LUCKY10, L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website PetLifeRadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are. Available. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as a human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another edition of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. This show is in honor of my cat, Mikey, who passed away from cancer. And it was bone cancer. And I did everything I could, took him to the vet, fed him excess food, did absolutely everything I could to prolong his life. 
And these are the things that I learned along the way and what I've learned from my clients. Is your cat too thin? Is he just like skin and bones? Is he just no matter how much you feed him, they just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and still wasting away? Well, there are a lot of reasons for that. And today I want to point out several of the reasons so you can take your cat to the vet and determine what your causes might be to help save your kitty. One of the most important and predominant reasons of wasting away in a cat is called feline immunodeficiency virus. That's FIV. Basically, it's feline AIDS. And it is linked to the other AIDS viruses that humans have. However, you can't catch it. So don't worry about that. So have your cat tested for feline FIV virus. Now, there is a myth about feline FIV, and that is you have to put your cat down immediately. Not so. When it's initially diagnosed, it goes through three stages. One is the diagnosis stage where it can be contagious to other cats, but that's usually at a very young age. And then the second stage is where it's dormant and just lives in the cat's body. The third stage is when it clinically takes your cat into Never Never Land. So one of the things you want to do, and most cats has now become a regular vet testing routine, are tested for feline AIDS. Now, what are the clinical signs of feline AIDS? Well, we're talking about poor appetite, fever, weight loss over several weeks. This is like, you know, a rapid weight loss. FIV is usually fatal. However, a cat can live with it for seven to 10 years. I had a friend who had multiple cats. She adopted cats that had FIV and fostered them, and many of them lived 10 or 11 years. She just knew exactly what she was dealing with and addressed it. Some of the organs that are affected by FIV are the liver, the kidney, the brains, and the eyes. And so you'll see a cat sometime have seizures, sometimes they'll be blind in one eye, or they'll be jaundiced like they have liver problems, which in fact they do. Another reason for cat wasting away is a thyroid problem. I had a cat named Possum, and she was like 18, 19 years old, and she just ate and ate and ate and ate, but she kept losing weight. Her fur was beautiful. It wasn't that ratty-looking fur that a lot of times sick cats get. It was gorgeous fur, but she became skin and bones, and I kept feeding her and feeding her and feeding her. Well, one of the things you want to ask for also is a thyroid test. Let's say that again, a simple thyroid test. And another way is for a thyroid biopsy. But I would only suggest that for really younger cats because once you have a thyroid test, the doctor can determine whether to add medications to it or they can increase your cat's diet and put it on a specific diet and give it a very high calorie food level. Now, one of the things is the Morris Animal Foundation has a wonderful webpage, as does Cornell cat thyroid problems. So you might want to check on that and it's a really interesting thing and for those of you who are interested in herbal and alternative therapies for thyroid problems in cats, it's not as common as you would think but there are suggestions. What is another prominent wasting away cause? Kidney disease, chronic renal failure. Now why is that? Because the cat gets thin simply due to the fact that as the kidneys cannot process the poisons that they're filtering out of the blood, the cat's system becomes more and more poisoned, which affects the liver, which affects the elimination, which inflames the stomach. 
And one of the things that people don't tell you or vets forget to tell you because they're working so hard to save your kitty is when either a cat or a dog has chronic renal failure, their stomach lining is just extremely inflamed. I mean, it's like the inside of a raw blister. So no wonder they don't want to eat. So even though your cat may have chronic renal failure and they're wasting away, it may not only be from the poisons, but because your veterinarian has not addressed the raw stomach issue. And so stomach inflammation is something that you need to address if the cause of your animal's thinness is from kidney disease. Now, let's add some other issues for you to determine to see if you can help your cat. Did you know that cats have Cushing's disease? Well, that's an adrenal gland disorder, and it's caused by an excessive production of adrenal gland fluids called cortisol, and that eats up the muscle mass in your cat. So that's a specific test you also want to ask your doctor if your kitty is too skinny to give them a test for Cushing's disease. Other ideas that are created when a cat is too thin is, well, you're just not feeding him enough. Well, no, they could have a pituitary tumor. You want to check for that, but that's also a part of Cushing's disease. So you might check to see if they have full-blown Cushing's disease, which involves their entire endocrine system, or if they just may have a pituitary tumor. If it's just a pituitary tumor, you can clip that little buddy out with surgery and you can restore your cat's system and he can eat and end up being a fat, fluffy little kitty. Another sign of cat wasting is cancer in cats. And a lot of people who are my clients come to me and say, my cat has cancer and he's wasting away and I'm just feeding him all I can. Well, my cat Mikey had osteosarcoma, which is bone cancer. And he had a little spot on his leg that was the size of a pea. And it grew and grew and grew. And because she was 15 and a half years old, one of the solutions for bone cancer is to cut the limb off, whether it's a dog or a cat. And at 15 and a half years old, we didn't want to subject Mikey to a total limb amputation because we didn't feel that she would survive it, although her other vital signs were good. And we noticed that time and time again, Mikey was just eating as if she was starving. I was feeding her a can of cat food five times a day, and she was still losing weight. And that's what led me to do this show. And it's called feline cachexia. It means that the alterations to the metabolism in the cat's system is not functioning correctly. And they have a shorter survival time. And it's a matter of their body just doesn't produce enough calories that the cancer that is eating at their bones or being produced in their body burns up so many that it ends up wasting away the cat's muscles. Now, for those of you who are in that situation where your cat has cancer and you are trying to give a high-calorie diet so that you can beat the nasty little cancer and the metabolism wasting or at least have a heads up on it, there is a wonderful Hills prescription diet that you have to get from a veterinarian. It's called AD, and it's both for canine and feline, and it's called Hills prescription diet, AD. And this is an antioxidant formula with excessive, that's a good way to say that, that's why you have to be sure your vet okays this, excessively calories. And if you want to start using this when you find that your animal has cancer, even from the get-go, it gives you a longer span, 
until the metabolism breaks down and is unable to handle the food that intake that your animal puts in because it's really devastating to your heart when you see your animal eating frantically like Mikey did four and five meals I mean a can a day and she was a little six pound kitty and she was still losing the curve and losing weight now I know you might think that's a good thing for those of us who eat seven donuts hurts your heart to see them just eat 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 and it doesn't absorb and there comes a time when it just doesn't absorb at all and then they'll begin having diarrhea and then it's just a matter of a downhill path because it's not a pleasant thing and Mikey obviously passed away because she did have feline cachexia which is wasting away from cancer and one of the things that I found that was helpful was after she passed away, I founded on Facebook a page and a group that says pet obituaries and pet tributes. And even though I've been working healing people for years and animals for years, it just tore my heart out that my little kitty that had been with me forever passed away and I decided to write a traditional obituary like you do for humans for my Mikey kitty and include her photograph. And since cyberspace is eternal, I created that group and put her obituary on it. And it made me feel better. It made me feel like that long after I'm gone and the internet is alive and well, somewhere out there along with Mikey in cyberspace, I have her tribute and what she meant to me. And I have her obituary just as if she were a human being. And to me, she was a part of my pet family. So for those of you who are listening today and did have a pet loss due to um, feline wasting or cachexia, that's a good word to pronounce, I invite you to share your pet obituary and your pet tribute for your cat, dog, horse, ferret, or fish on our Facebook group and um, hope that it will help heal your heart and make you feel better after pet loss because it just made me feel that much better. And it's a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. It's a positive step in taking you forward. Now, the rest of this show, we're going to add two questions from listeners out there. And thank you so very much for emailing your questions in about health. And we're going to listen first to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Whoa, here we are one more time back with Alive Again on Pet Life Radio. Listen, we're getting ready to answer questions that people have emailed in about their animals' health. And if you'd like to do that, we'd like you to email your questions to Brent at PetLifeRadio.com. Let me go over that again in case you're listening to this on a podcast. It's Brent at PetLifeRadio.com. And remember, if you want to have a specific question for a specific show, put the show's title at the top of your question, and then we will include your question in that show. We have a lot of listeners who send us questions and then they write back and go, wow, what question is in which show? And we'll be glad to write you back and tell you where your question is located in our shows. But do know that our questions are chosen in random order so that we can get to everybody. And good or bad, we answer you with exact information that we see. Now, joining us today is Meg, and she is an animal hope counselor. And she is going to read the questions to us from our listeners. So, Meg, go ahead. Let's get us an animal medical intuitive question, and I'll take my time, look inside the little animal's body, and we'll see what we can do to help our listeners. Thanks, Brent. And hi, everybody. Our first question comes from Kay in Columbia, South Carolina. Kay has sent in a picture of her dog, Schmoozer. Schmoozer has been diagnosed with liver disease, and simply from the blood work, She tells us that this is how the vet has uh, diagnosed her. She's on milk thistle and will be on vitamin E. She also has issues with diarrhea and is on a high-fiber diet. Kay would like to know if she has a poorly functioning liver, and indeed if that is the case with this dog, and if there are any other underlying issues that can be attributing to her health deterioration. The dog was 16 in March. What do you think, Brent? Okay, thank you very much for writing in. And again, if you want to ask your questions, send your email to brent at petliferadio.com. And don't forget to attach a picture. Now, for those of you who don't know how I read, I ask the animals permission to look at their energy. Then I look inside their energy field and we determine the answers to Kay's questions. Rosalie is a pretty little thing, bless her heart. And this is schmoozer. Okay. Right. Schmoozer. It looks Mm -hmm. like a Jack Russell, if I'm correct. Kay has a wonderful, sweet person, but I've got to tell you, her energy does not say uh, happy things. I think this dog, I'm here in three to six months to live, and how do I do Uh that? When I look at her energy, I see uh, the energy, and I run the energy out into a future energy, and I don't see it past six months. I do think she does have liver disease. I think milk thistle is one of the, it's been around since 1576 and is one of the most benign yet supportive alternative herbs for a liver. Pregnant women take milk thistle to carry the poisons and toxins out of their system so their breast milk won't have it. So that's a good thing to have her on. Now, what concerns me is you said she's on vitamin E. Mm-hmm. Excessive vitamin E can create bleeding. And so it concerns me that she's on vitamin E. I would go back to your vet and ask why they put them on vitamin E because um, when you have liver problems, a lot of times they'll have bleed outs and clotting. So I would be more concerned about having the uh, dog on vitamin K 
which is uh, like alfalfa or on dandelion to remove toxins if you're going to do this in an alternative method. But when you have liver failure and chronic liver disease, milk thistle is the best. And one of the things you don't want to do is to overload the animal system with stuff like supplements and herbs and oils and hoops and knops because the bottom line is the liver is the only organ in the body that cleans the toxins out of your blood. And if you overtax it with stuff, medicines, therapies, oils, herbs, whatever, the liver will just shut down. So the most important thing is is to keep clarification going and support for the liver and that's good old milk thistle so you could be doing a better job than using just plain milk thistle but i would ask your veterinarian or your healthcare provider that suggested vitamin e because too much vitamin e will cause bleed out and that's something you definitely don't want to do now when you say she has issues with diarrhea that's probably because the uh, blood being processed through the liver is creating toxins and poisons so she's trying to get rid of the body by having diarrhea One of the things that's really basic, you say she's on a high-fiber diet, is sweet potatoes. If you want to give her a diet of just regular things, good old basic sweet potatoes and pumpkin can help with her diarrhea. Now, my dogs don't like pumpkin, but most dogs like sweet potatoes because it tastes good. So I would suggest, and it's very benign, sweet potatoes go into the intestines and absorb excess mucus to get rid of the diarrhea. And if you really want to be specific about it, this is an ooey thing, folks. So those of you who are a little squeamish, just close your ears. Look at the diarrhea and you can determine where it's coming from. If it has really clear mucus, it's coming, if it has like a milky mucus, it's coming from the stomach. So that means the agitation is beginning in the stomach. If it has medium clear mucus, that means it's coming from the small intestine, that the agitation and allergic reaction or medical reaction is coming from the small intestine. If it's bloody with a thinner coating of mucus on it, then that means it's coming from the larger intestine. So by looking at the diarrhea, you can determine where the cause of agitation is, and that alone will help you treat it. So don't just say, oh, she's got diarrhea. Let's go out there and sort of stir it up a little bit and look at it and then take it to your vet because she could have giardia or another base is for her diarrhea, not just from the poor liver function. And I think that it's really important that you discern the two because if you don't treat the diarrhea and it's a secondary cause, it could contribute to worse function of the liver. So I'd like you to look at it as two separate issues and address each one. I'd look again at the vitamin E. I would determine where the diarrhea is originating from and I would give her a lot of water. And in that, make sure in her process that you balance her electrolytes so that her heart and all the other immune system functions can be stabilized and offer her the best potential for going forward. I want to thank you so much for your question, and I hope that this answers you. And for those of you who have your questions, let's send them in to Brent at PetLifeRadio.com. And if I believe, we got one from Singapore, didn't we? Yes, we do. We have an email from Mung Sung Yi. She writes, a year ago, we moved from Vietnam to Singapore, and after one month quarantine, Scott Her dog got sick with, I'm sorry to say, this bloody poo and urine. He never really did recover. The symptoms come on and off, and the vets are unable to tell me what's wrong. They do say he has a slightly enlarged prostate and a slight inflammation in the hip. And uh, this February, she says, the uh, bloody urine came back, and he's been on a few months of antibiotics, which didn't help. Now, she's gone ahead, and she has put him on traditional Chinese herbal medicine. 
And after that, she says that he began to put on some weight, but the bloody urine never stopped. And this poor dog has really had a lot going on because she also writes that three nights ago, he was attacked by her neighbor's dog and his left face and neck are swollen. He had run a high fever and the swelling seems to get bigger. And then on top of all of this, she also suggests that there might be emotional issues as well because nine months ago, her husband had to go back to work to Vietnam and Scott misses him a lot and his routine has changed completely because now they hired dog walkers to walk him. So, This poor little guy has really had a lot. Okay, so folks, when you send in your questions, can we denunciate them one, two, three, four? And because we are trying to bring in a lot of listeners to have their opportunities, we're only going to answer a section of Mung Yi's question because we feel that that's fair to more listeners out there. When you say they have the bloody poo in the urine, if you listen back to my answer with Kay, I think you'll be able to, after taking the poo back in, you'll be able to determine where the origination of the blood is. If it's dark blood, it's high in the intestine. If it's red blood, it's in the large intestine. So we ask you to look at that. And I think, again, two separate issues. Now, any animal that has a, a prostate problem will have a bit of bleeding. Even it's called benign hypertrophic prostate. And a lot of times, dandelion and Pumpkin seed, just like they do for men and saw palmetto, will help a dog and they will stop bleeding because what's happening is as the prostate swells, the urine passes by, it agitates because it's in a tight space and it bleeds. I helped my dog with uh, using a saw palmetto mix that was specifically arranged for canines, and I think that might be something you want to do. And any time that you have a change in a dog's emotional environment, they will sometimes, as humans, have a reaction such as diarrhea, upset stomachs to the trauma. If you take Scott to the veterinarian, I suggest you have them examine the following. One, where the diarrhea is coming from. Two, the urinary tract for infection, which could be through a blood test and a urine sample. And then three, if he has an enlarged prostate, treatment for that. So we would have three separate issues here. And then when you say you put Scott on Chinese herbal medicine, I recognize that a lot of people out there are working with alternative therapies now, but let me issue this one warning. Sometimes you can put an animal on too many alternative therapies and because you feel that they're benign you can overload the animal system and as uh, Dr. Goldstein who is one of the founders of alternative therapies in pets says in his book you can have a healing crisis and a healing crisis is when all of the systems shut down because it's being overloaded with all these chemicals and the dog dies or the cat dies so it's real important that you don't overload any system on excessive drugs, therapies, oils, magnets, whatever, so that they don't have a healing crisis and choose to leave Earth because of your good intentions. Because a lot of people will look at herbs and they'll go, oh, this isn't really going to bother my animal. It's just valerium. Well, folks, Valium is made from Valerium. And a lot of the drugs that we have in today's world have bases in herbs. And so this little herb that you're looking at is, oh, it's a little green leaf. Let's just give him a little more. Could take your dog over the top from poor health into death. And I think that that's one of the things that you ought to know about. And I think that that's one of the things, uh, Ms. Ye, that you should consider. 
So although we put on some weight, let's look at the other factors beside the Chinese herbal medicine that allowed him to put on weight. And I think that would be a stable environment and then stabilizing his sensory health functions like urinating and defecation and eating. So we need to stabilize all those. And I thank you for taking the time to text this message in all the way from Singapore. And those of you who have your questions, send them on to Brent at PetLifeRadio.com. And we're going to a sponsor break. And then we'll come back and answer your questions about pet reincarnation. See you in a moment. We'll transport back into the metaphysical right after these earthly words from our sponsors. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Whoa, we're back to Alive Again on Pet Life Radio. And it seems like I have just burned up this hour with medical questions about your pet. But as an animal medical intuitive, I love looking in those bodies and helping you. So, one more time, we're going to answer a quick question on reincarnation. So, this week's going to have a little bitty reincarnation section. And next week's show is going to be about your dog or cat's purpose and their soul's contract in reincarnation. So, that show is going to be a long show about reincarnation. But in order to stay with our schedule and our two segments so you won't get bored, Okay, Meg, let's see if we have any questions on reincarnation so we can move right along. Oh, we sure do, Brent. From Allison in Kentucky, she writes that her mare just had a foal and her teenage daughter had told her that this little one reminded her of a pony that she had had as a child. Could this be my daughter's pony from years ago? Okay, so Allison's question is, could the uh, little foal that was just born be your daughter's pony? Mm-hmm. All right, for those of you who have never joined us before, here's what I do. I ask permission to look at the animal's energy. Then I track the animal's energy back into the past, and I see its life force energy, and I follow that life force energy line, 
and I see it go into the foal, and the answer is ding, 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 ding. Yes, this little foal, which is a black and white foal with four white stockings, darling little thing, is the Shetland pony that she had when she was seven years old. And um, so that is our question today and for reincarnation. We invite you to come back and visit our show again. We appreciate you listening. And um, I'm going to look forward to sharing with you next week. But if you want to check us out, we're going to be on podcast on PetLifeRadio.com. You can join us on Facebook and Twitter. You can check me out on www.BrennanAtwater.com. And for our books, look at www.JustPlainLoveBooks.com or the iBooks. Switch from this podcast and kick on over to the iBooks. We look forward to seeing you. And we hope that our answers have helped you or helped heal your heart. Bye-bye. See you next week again. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.